is merely to just remind ourselves merely to just refresh the lessons that we have to keep at the front of our mind all the time so it is purely just a revision a refreshing of the lessons that we keep hearing from time to time the quran sharif allah tbaraka wa taala addresses the believers Allah Ta'ala says to them Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah O you who believe fear Allah Ta'ala In this ayat of the Quran Sharif in this one ayat twice the command of attaqullah comes Here at the beginning Allah Ta'ala says O you who believe fear Allah Ta'ala wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad and let every person consider what has he sent ahead for tomorrow and then further again allah taala says wattaqullah and fear allah taala inna allah khabirun bima ta'malun allah taala is all aware of whatever you do so allah taala is addressing those who already have iman those who believe in akhirat because without the belief in akhirat there's no iman is one of the fundamental beliefs of a mu'min so allah ta'ala is addressing those who have iman those who have this belief on the day of qiyamah they have belief in jannah they have belief in the reality of jahannam allah ta'ala is saying to us that consider what you have sent forward for tomorrow tomorrow for the day of qiyamah tomorrow for the akhirat and the day of qiyamah is being referred to as tomorrow because that's how close it is if a person passes away his qiyamah started so man mata faqad qamat qiyamatuhu the person who has passed away his qiyamah started and who has got any guarantee for even tomorrow and in any case if somebody lives for another 50 years 100 years qiyamah is certainly coming and when qiyamah does come finally which is not very far away allah knows best when then no matter how long it might seem that initially a person lived or how many years of this world have passed when qiyamah does finally come away it will sound like everything happened yesterday that this whole existence was just a like a blink of an eye like in the quran sharif allah taala says and people will be resurrected 
then they will be asking one another, how much time did you spend in the life before? So some will say that Yawman or Ba'da Yawm, maybe it seemed like we stayed just for one day in the life of the world. One day, not even one day, Ba'da Yawm, just part of a day. That's how it will seem. So when the life of this dunya is gone, it will all just look like one just dream. The person just slept and he woke up. But it was a reality. And this reality is to make the akhirat. So Allah is now giving us this wake-up call that beware your time could suddenly expire. So now think about what have you sent forward. In dunya we all the time are concerned about what we have kept aside for the future. Every person is concerned about what has he saved up, what has he invested for the future. What is our future in dunya we have no idea. Whether that future in dunya is half a day, one day, one month, we have no idea. It could be a little bit more and it could be very very short. But every person is still concerned about what is he going to save for that future. So the future of this dunya is very uncertain, meaning how long it is, we have no idea. Could be very short, but we're concerned about it. And Shariat hasn't forbidden us to, within reasonable limits, save up something for the next day. That whatever a person has today is just now spending it without any uh, caution and without any provision for whatever needs there might be. That's not how we have been taught to conduct ourselves. But the unlimited concern that goes behind it for that unlimited investment that we can make for the future of dunya. Whereas the future of dunya, Allah knows this, how much of the future of dunya is. And the future of akhirat is a 100% certainty which is infinite. So this dunya is, we have no idea how, how long. And the akhirat, never ending. So for the dunya is all the time the concern, whatever I put forward, whatever I set aside, whatever I invested. And sometimes there's already so much that a few generations can eat out of it, but the person is still concerned. What else for the future? So that is the way in which we approach the aspect of dunya. Allah Ta'ala is saying, dunya, dunya is, well, dunya illa mata'ul ghurur. This is just mata'ul ghurur, it is just the goods of deception. The reality, the reality is akhirat. The real life is a life of akhirat. Allah is saying, consider now, how much have you grown the portfolio of akhirat? How much has the portfolio of akhirat grown? And that portfolio of akhirat is what we are being told here. In this ayat, there are two times that Allah Ta'ala says, Ittaqullah, Mufassirin explained the first time this is addressed to the believers, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu ittaqullah, O you who believe, fi Allah Ta'ala, meaning by adopting a'mal salihah and by growing this portfolio of akhirat. And then the second time again, Allah Ta'ala says, Wattaqullah, inna Allah khabirun mima ta'amaloon, and fi Allah by refraining from whatever Allah Ta'ala is forbidden. The first time round, 
is the instruction to adopt the maximum amount of amal salihah and the maximum amount of amal salihah to the extent that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam addressed Abu Zarr radiyallahu ta'ala and he said to him la tahqiranna min al-ma'rufi shay'a don't regard any good deed as insignificant as minor as trivial as small there's nothing small even just merely meeting your fellow muslim cheerfully meeting your muslim brother cheerfully that too with the right intention is any ibadat that too is part of this investment in akhirat so now the person who is concerned about wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad the person should keep thinking about what have i set forward for tomorrow what have i invested for the hereafter how much will i grow that portfolio so now everything that he can invest in the akhirat he won't lose one opportunity like a person now has got a business the business is thriving is flourishing and it's earning him far in excess of his needs alhamdulillah allah taala give him barakat in it but he's still looking at what other lines he can add to it some further products must come in something else to maximize the profits even beyond what it is already now one is a person is something is not really working out is struggling so now he's trying to work out okay drop this and bring that in or add something else but how often it is that everything is going very well is thriving it's earning fine excess of a person's means in fact it's earning so much now that's become your concern now what to do with it where to put it and every now and again that his stomach is twisting and turning also there what if there's some audit of some sort and allah forbid what might happen thereafter all that has become the concern but he doesn't stop at that with all that what further lines can be added what new products can be brought in what new investment can be brought in so there's a never ending situation there allah taala is saying that be concerned about what have you invested for the akhirat and in this hadith sharif rasulullah sallallahu alaihi says don't regard any good action ma'roof anything that takes a person closer to allah taala anything that he could have done himself he couldn't do it himself he could have helped somebody else to do it he could have helped somebody to do it by being physically of some help to the person by helping the person with his maybe wealth by helping the person with some good suggestion with some advice by helping the person in some other way all this is part of that maruf it might be something to do with ibadat it might be something to do with muasharat with day to day social life it might be something to do with the person helping some needy person whatever it might be anything that will take a person closer to allah taala anything that allah taala is pleased with to the extent that in the hadith sharif it comes one person he moved a branch out of the path fa ghufira lahu he was forgiven there was a branch lying in the way people were now being inconvenienced by it so he moved it out of the way so he moved it out of the way allah taala loved this action of his and he got forgiven one woman gave water to a thirsty dog and she got forgiven so these 
kind of incidents are mentioned in the hadith. Now outwardly this action is regarded as very minor, very small, very insignificant. But it is not just the action itself. Sometimes something that is apparently small, as Abdullah ibn Mubarak rahimahullah, he states that sometimes something which is outwardly small, يُعَظِّمُهُنْ نِيَّتُ Outward is very minor. But the intention that was behind it and the extent of ikhlas in that intention, that made it extremely great. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that if a Sahabi has to give one handful of grain in the path of Allah Ta'ala, and those who come after the Sahaba, if they have to give them a mountain full of gold in the path of Allah Ta'ala, with ikhlas, not that a person who's doing it out of just name and fame and some ulterior motive, he's also doing the ikhlas. So a non-Sahabi gave a mountain of gold in the path of Allah Ta'ala, in charity, in helping others, and a Sahabi gave a handful of grain. Now the values, can't even compare the values in terms of monetary value. But Nabi Sallallahu says that that person who, that non-Sahabi who contributed the whole mountain of gold, he cannot achieve the reward of that Sahabi who contributed that handful of grain. Now what's the difference? How come? This person a whole mountain of gold and he's also doing it in ikhlas. And he cannot reach the reward and cannot match the reward of that Sahabi, one handful of grain. The difference is the extent of that ikhlas. Ikhlas is also not something that there is a one limit to it. It has come to its peak and is done. There is no limit to the extent of ikhlas also. And to the extent that a person will keep refreshing that near, keep checking and double checking, keep uh, bringing to heart and mind the importance of doing everything only for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, keep making istighfar on whatever has crept into the heart, keep seeking Allah Ta'ala's help in keeping that near pure and clean, to that extent and to the extent that he will keep improving in all the sifat of iman, that ikhlas will keep growing, it will keep getting greater. And to the extent of that ikhlas, how high it will go, to that extent will be the reward of even outwardly minor aspects, minor actions. That is why the sahabi is giving one handful of grain and his reward is beyond the reward of that person giving a mountain full of gold. So it's not the issue to just see, well, this is a minor thing, this is a very small thing, it's trivial or it's insignificant or this thing lying in the way, what's the difference if I don't bother about it, I just pass it. We might have just bypassed a huge benefit for ourselves. At that moment, nobody was there to see what this person is doing. And Allah Ta'ala's grace comes at that moment that this happens with complete ikhlas, which sometimes some other outwardly greater amal might not happen with that extent of ikhlas. And this becomes beloved to Allah Ta'ala because of that extent of sincerity in it. Outwardly it was a, looking like a small thing, but this niyat made it very big. And then he says that how, ta- how many times is a big thing, outwardly a big action. But the niyat, it 
totally minimizes it. It makes it very small. It's a huge amal. Like in the Hadith Sharif, the various amal that are described, the person who gives his life in the path of Allah Ta'ala, person who was very, very charitable and gave huge amounts in the path of Allah Ta'ala in charity, person who disseminated deen, taught deen to the people, but on the day of Qiyamah, Allah forbid, zero, nothing. Why? Because the niyat was wrong. The niyat was dunya. The niyat was recognition, was name, fame. So everything got lost. So it was outwardly a very great amal. But you saghirun niyat. That niyat made it, it completely destroyed it. So sometimes it is the aspect of the niyat. That outwardly it was small, but the niyat made it very big. Sometimes it is the condition in which it was done. A person had hardly anything for himself. And at that time, despite his own need, he gave preference to somebody else. Like in the Quran Sharif, the incident Allah Ta'ala refers to, where those Sahaba, that Sahabi and his wife, they gave preference to the guest of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and put that plan in place to try and camouflage everything where they put the lamp off as if it accidentally got extinguished because the only amount of food was available for one person to eat and that was for the rest of the family actually so they decided to starve for the night and feed this person what they were desperately in need for how much they gave, they gave just something which a few morsels they didn't give a mountain full of gold they didn't have the mountain full of gold what they gave were really just few morsels but went out of their way to share those few mussels because this person is a guest of Rasulullah So what became the end result of that? They got referenced in the Quran Sharif till Qiyamah. As being the occasion on which the ayat was revealed, يُؤْسِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ That they give preference to others, though they are starving themselves. That the Quran Sharif was revealed in their praise. And if the Qur'an Sharif was revealed in their praise, then this is the endorsement of their Iman. So, outwardly it was very small, few muscles. But in that condition and in that situation, they made that sacrifice. So it's that, not the quantity, but the extent of the sacrifice in that quantity. That made that outwardly small thing very big. Now this is Sometimes an opportunity came out of nowhere And the person made that necessary sacrifice And it's not only in, in, in things of this nature Of some spending something etc In various ways It's sometimes a sacrifice of emotions A person now is provoked His anger got provoked And he's very upset and he wants to say so many things and do so many things but at that time not just for any other reason but for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala has said in the Quran Sharif وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala loves those who do good because of all these actions that they restrain their anger, they forgive so now on that note says I'm going to suppress this anger why? Because Allah Ta'ala will be pleased. Now he made a very big sacrifice, because at that time everything was welling within him. 
and he was in a position where he could vent that anger. He wasn't in a position of weakness. He wasn't facing somebody double his size and somebody who would have just shut him down right there. He is in a position of strength. But he made a sacrifice of that emotion for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Because that was purely the nafs that was now jumping. So that too is now again in one hadith sharif it is mentioned that on the day of qiyamah Allah Ta'ala will announce we are those who have a right on Allah Ta'ala now who can have a right on Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala is totally independent of his entire makhluk Allah Ta'ala is khaliq who can have a right on Allah Ta'ala but this is a way of just showing Allah Ta'ala's grace to his servants Allah Ta'ala says who has a right on Allah Ta'ala nobody would stand on that occasion to receive this illa man asa except the person who had forgiven in dunya so now he made that sacrifice he is making an investment in the akhirat in this it is Allah so how could he is a small thing sometimes how could he nobody gives a second thought to him in terms of this is an investment for akhirat sacrificing this emotion suppressing this anger how many anybody thinks of it in that way but this too is part of it has he sent the correct amal? Has he sent good deeds for himself? Has he planted trees in Jannah for himself? With those tasbihat that he recited, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Already Subhanallah is planting a tree for himself in Jannah. And all the various other rewards that have been mentioned. Every occasion that he has to be able to do something for him. The person who is conscious about tomorrow, that tomorrow Allah knows that our tomorrow could be today also. Our tomorrow could be today. One very senior alim of the country, as the Maha Bukhat and Allah Allah Ta'ala put his khabar of Noor, the highest name in Jannah. Last night there was, after the Ikhah Salah, the Mashura, local Mashura in the Masjid, he was part of it, and well, healthy foot. At 3 o'clock in the morning he woke up for, to get ready. Fajr, etc. and he collapsed with Master. This is life. Person is here today, happy, walking, talking, everything is fine. Not a sign that tomorrow is too far away. Before tomorrow, there was no way around. So whether our tomorrow is today, we don't know. So this is what this reminder is being given to us in the Quran Jaya, repeatedly. What have we sent for? Forward. And Allah forward, on the one side, we are being encouraged that look, check, what has been sent forward? Have you sent the right things forward? Or sometimes the person sends some luggage, it gets caught in the customs. Say, so, you no, know, this year is illegal. It's a big problem now. Now you're going to be under arrest. So, likewise, what is the person sent ahead for Akhirat? But while there's life, there's a chance to bring it back in the sense of deleting it. With sincere tawbah, sincere istighfar, begging Allah's forgiveness. If the wrong things were sent forward, to clear the record. To clear the record with sincere tawbah, sincere istighfar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving this message to us. Every person should be considering and thinking, what have I sent forward for tomorrow?
and together with the zikr, the gatherings of tazkir. Where was this reminder take place? When a person starts neglecting this, then gradually the amal that were of benefit to him starts sliding away. And those things that were away from him, the harmful things, start sliding away because we don't get no vacuum. And when some good left, something will fill it. When the vicar left, the tilawat left, then some Instagram will fill it. Some other social media will fill it. And then Allah will guess what else will fill it. And then the more those things start filling the gaps, the more things that were good start leaving. And then one thing leads to another, and before a person knows it, he is drifted far away. So the solution and the, the way to keep getting closer to Allah Ta'ala and keep steadfast is to keep steadfast on those amal, those ma'amulat, those tasbihat, the zikr, the tilawat. These are not just by the way things, it's not just like a kind of tonic that a person takes, okay, he give you some extra boost and some help. And if it doesn't happen, then it will find eating. No, no, this is very essential. And when this starts diminishing, this starts decreasing, it's going to create a gap for the gradient of things to start creeping in. And once that starts creeping in, the more that keeps in, the more this starts in. And as a result, the person then just keeps drifting further and further away. So the zikr of Allah Ta'ala and the gatherings of tazkir, the skin reminders, remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, all the various gatherings of the skin. Whether it's the daily talim in the masjid, the talim in the home, whether it's the majalis that take place, the talks of Iman and Yaqeen, all the various gatherings of the skin, this is part of the needs we have. So to that extent, then this fervor will remain alive within us, to start Considering Whatever I said for ahead for tomorrow, how much have I grown that portfolio of Akhirat? Portfolio of dunya will only be dying and go. But I'm gonna to have to make my way with Akhirat. That's the eternal abode. How much have I grown that eternal abode? The portfolio of the eternal abode. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala is giving us this very important lesson in this ayat that this is the ongoing need that we should be constantly, daily making this muraqaba of what have I done for the day, this muhasaba how did I spend my day what have I spent ahead what good <coughs> actions with the topic of Allah that are performed, make sugar upon that and whatever was done which was not in order so now make tawbah and istikhar on that and then think about also how many opportunities I just let go by which could have been used without any extra effort. How often the amount of time that just goes by without anything being done. Whereas without any effort, at least a few times some tasbih could have been decided. At least a few times some istighfar could have been decided. If not every second, but at least a few times. But the whole time was passed without anything. A person is driving from point A to point B, it might be a 5 minute drive, a 10 minute drive for some needs, whatever it might be. In that whole duration of that 5-10 minutes, even if 10 times he decided, subhanallah, that too is such a great investment of the akhirah. 
But sometimes not even one time will go in the four ten minutes. At one time the name of Allah shall come to the tongue. Now this is because that consciousness is not there. We didn't take the time to sit and make that as a part of our concern. To think about it, to ponder, to meditate. What am I saying for tomorrow? When a person keeps checking every day what the balance is, I worry about how to increase it. So now likewise, when you keep thinking about what I said for Akhirat, the concern will come to increase that benefit of Akhirat. And Allah forbid, if the wrong things have gone ahead, how to clear that record? This is a Toba and it's a part. Inshallah, we'll get the coffee of that as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us a coffee that we conduct our lives in a way that Allah ta'ala is pleased with us and Allah ta'ala take us with Iman, raise us with Iman and Allah ta'ala give us the complete Jannah for those without any Jisab Kitab on the day of Qiyamah wa akhiru al-awana alhamdulillah La ilaha Muhammadun Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabarak wa Ta'ala Alayhi wa Ala Alihi wa Ashabihi wa Ashabihi wa Baraka wa Sallam Tasliman Kathiran Kathiran Ya Rabbi Salli wa Sallim Laiman Abada Ala Habibika Khayrin Khalqi Kullihimi Rizallahu Anna Nabiyana Muhammadan Sallallahu Alayhi wa Sallam Bima Huwa Ahlu لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله Allah, la ilaha illallah, 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 la ilaha ill
انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله